episode 48 with Cross Parallel. Really enjoy this couple, great singers. They just sang on my latest Stonehouse Sessions video and did an outstanding job. We had a great conversation, and I know you're going to really enjoy this one. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Music City Canada, based out of London, Ontario. They ship all over the place, so if you want to get something uh, in the music and the things, make sure you check them out. Everything from recording to a great guitar shop to rentals to installs. Uh, make sure you check them out at musiccitycanada.com. Also, Morning Buzz Coffee. Make sure you check out morningbuzzcoffee.buzz. Uh, based out of Hamilton, and they are a couple of musicians who run that, so glad to have them on board. All right, here is the podcast with Cross Parallel. All right, well, we're here with Cross Parallel, and uh, nice to have you guys. Jordan and Danielle. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it's it's kind of funny because we just met uh, kind of socially about a month or so ago through uh, uh, Jordan's dad, Aaron Perchett, and uh, I was working on a, uh, a video, a Stonehouse Sessions project with them, and he suggested I get you guys involved. And uh, I was like, yeah, sure. Um, and then I got you vocals, and I was like, holy crap, these guys can sing. <laughs> thank you yeah it's funny how it worked because uh we were just he, he just wanted to record his vocals here because i've you know we've been working doing a lot of recording here and have a decent setup and he's like can i uh do it while i'm in the area and so he had uh struggled to get to the, the really high chorus and so he's like how about you just do it his range <laughs> is crazy so i was like of course jordan's we gonna. thought about we thought about just uh, letting him just say it was him because my voice is almost similar. It is like you know after the first time I heard it, I heard the difference you know kind yeah. of right away. Then after a while, when I was working on it and mixing, once I kind of got everything kind of blended in, there would be times like we get to the chorus and I forgot that someone else yeah. is singing now. It's really similar. Um, yeah. 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 No, I I I definitely see the similarities. You know, as I get older and wiser, and see the similarities in, in our voices and, and everything about us. But yeah, and that was a really fun project because, like, everybody knows that song, but yeah. they don't really know it. And so, when I was singing the vocals, I was like, "This is what it says." All the difficult <laughs> lyrics, those verses. Yeah, it was hard, but it was good. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a little tougher song than you think. Um, just is. get the syncopation, the, like the rhythm down properly in that one. Um, especially in the yeah. verses, the courses are kind of pretty straightforward, but the verses kind of have a different, uh, different feel to it. And, um, yeah, it was, it was, it's, it's been a fun kind of project for me. Um, just, just my third one, I got another four I'm working on now. And, uh, cool. they obviously you, they take a long time to do. This one was almost two months, two months by the time I started to finished it. Um, just everyone's schedule and going back and forth and, and, uh, you kind of have to build parts at a time. So you got the drums down and you add this and add this. And sometimes it's a week or two before you can get parts back and working around people's schedules. So it, you know, certainly takes a, a bunch of time, uh, and then a bunch of editing and fixing on my end and stuff. So, but it's, it's been great. It's been a fun project to do, especially 
where we're all kind of hanging out at home and yeah yeah that was cool for us to be a part of it thanks for allowing us to be on there yeah no i and uh it was funny because right away when when i got the the email from aaron and uh, i just popped online and and took a look and i saw one of your videos and and i listened i was like oh gosh i really i really like these guys i mean there was instant likability uh with you guys so um you've, you've got a really cool thing going on so Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate that. So let's kind of figure out a little bit more about you guys and go back a little bit. And I kind of maybe go between the two of you. Um, uh, Jordan, you obviously grew up in in the West Coast. Did did you spend most of your time out out there? And did you were you involved with music at all when you were young? Yeah. um, Well, my dad being, you know, always been in music uh, my whole life. Um, I was just kind of around it and, um, I didn't, I, I grew up, yeah, like Langley, Abbotsford, it's pretty much what I'd, I'd call Abbotsford home. Um, we moved around a lot when I was young, but yeah, I always had, he was always into music and I think I was born in 90 and he had gotten started, I think 93 and like he was doing karaoke, he was doing, um, like running karaoke. And then uh, people told him he was pretty good at singing. So he tried starting that. And uh, it took him, you know, 10 years to get to see some, you know, real success. And of course, that's how it goes. There's a lot to learn. And um, so I was always around it. And so I remembered like some of my earliest memories are road trips to my grandma's in Salmon Arm and listening to Shania Twain. Um, yeah, Garth Brooks, Paul Brandt, those are three main ones. And there's a whole bunch like Clint Black and stuff that was big back then. But, but, uh, so country's always been a part of it, but then I started playing guitar at 11. Uh, he got me a guitar, electric guitar for Christmas. Yeah. And then I started my own band at 15, but I was really not into country. Like I wouldn't have said (laughs) I was into country back then. And um, it kind of, so I, uh, and then like I had my own, my own band uh, in high school and then out of high school, I got an opportunity to try out for Favorite Drive and got that gig. And I was like, I think I was 18, just about 19. And uh, so right out of high school, like a year out of high school, I was touring Canada pretty much. And so it was really awesome. And um I really don't know where I'd be if I hadn't gotten that opportunity, like to be thrown into the industry and, um, you know, touring and rock star life. Yeah. yeah thrown into this rock star life, probably too young, but <laughs> I've heard the stories. <laughs> there's, yeah. You know, I, I wasn't as crazy as like Motley Crue. But I, definitely not. But, um, <laughs> what's well, good to get out of your system young. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we had we had tons of fun and had a really great run. And uh, I started playing country a bit with my dad, but I was kind of like struggling. Like he would put me on some gigs when someone when his guys couldn't make it, but I was I would have a tough time with it. And uh, it was actually the Chris Buck band I joined. Um, he was just playing like locally um, at the bars before he had, he had, he's pretty successful now, like a well known guy. Um, but 
back then, yeah, I was thrown into the bar, uh, just lead guitar gigs playing country for him in the bar rounds. And so I uh, really realized how difficult it is to play like as a lead guitar player. And I was like, wow, like the musicianship is up there. And I thought I could play anything when I was playing metal and stuff. Like, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, that'd be easy. But it was, you know, a huge challenge. So that's, uh, I think the challenge was, was, um, great. And also, you know, like Dallas Smith and Florida Georgia line were coming out around then. And uh, it was like a big rock side of country kind of coming out. So I was really attracted to it then. And I like, it was really cool to me then. So we, that's pretty much what does in the country. And now I don't even, you know, like we're kind of, our music is, we're not trying to like call it country or call it this or that, but you know, it's kind of a mix of rock, country, pop, even indie yeah, it's almost like a Lady Antebellum f- feelish yeah. where you can't really say they're country, you can't say that they're yeah. rock, but exactly. it's kind it's of we're open, right? Like yeah. So and and yeah, we're just trying to you know, we're not trying to write music for country radio or this or whatever. Um, we're just trying to write music we love and hopefully everyone else loves. But Danielle has a great story too about how she got into country. No, oh, do I? I? Yeah. <laughs> what a segue. Yeah. <laughs> Talk awesome. about, yeah, I'm done talking. <laughs> so, did yeah, uh, where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Alberta. So, I was actually born in Vermilion, Alberta. Oh my gosh, I've been there. You have? I've, pl- I've played the Vermilion Fair. Me too. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we did you just did a couple too. of years ago. <laughs> yeah. Vermilion and Vagerville. Um, My dad lived in Vagerville. Oh, yeah. awesome. We were yeah. just in Vagerville like three times in the last two weeks. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I know exactly where that is. So awesome. Yeah, so I, I grew up, well, I didn't really even grow up there because we had moved to Edmonton when I was seven. So I Edmonton's pretty much home for me. Yeah. Um, and I did not grow up in a musical family. So nobody really in my family played music my dad sings and makes rhymes all the time stupid rhymes but it's not nothing serious and so i don't know where i got my love for it but it was your mom's a huge fan yeah my mom's a huge music fan and my dad is as well and so when i was like five she put me into piano lessons and i fell in love with that and then Um, Throughout school, I was like the band geek. I was like, you know, driven to become the best alto saxophone player. And so I I played alto sax too. (laughs) (laughs) We have a lot of common. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I played alto sax and I was like the youngest in the advanced band in my school. So I was like a keener on the alto sax. I kind of picked up the flute and the trumpet. Yeah. I was kind of just trying to learn as many things as I could. And then I joined choir. Um, and then I was actually a dancer more than anything growing up. So I guess I've always been in the arts. I just didn't really know that music was going to be my future. Yeah. And I actually used to sing for my friends, but I would 
close like I would go stand in a closet this sounds crazy but I would go stand in a closet with the karaoke machine and close the door so that <laughs> they could still hear me but they couldn't see me but I I loved it and so my best friends will be like I heard her first when she was singing in the closet <laughs> so that's kind of where it started for me and then when I was 15 I got into a snowboarding accident and so that kind of like messed up my plans of being you know a high level ballroom dancer which I was still I trained down in the states I had a coach down there and so I was pretty competitive in my dance and that kind of just threw a curveball into everything and I had this guitar that had been sitting in my closet for again with the closet but in the closet for like years my mom had bought me this guitar and I just never picked it up I was always more plunking on the piano and I was like hey what the heck I'll pick it up and so I did and it was that same year that I had also um, gotten to job shadow Sheldon Zaharko which is a um, engineer here in Vancouver he's amazing and yeah he was recording um, or engineering for Tara Oram at the time and so that was like for me, you know, having my guitar and then going and getting to kind of be the runner in the studio and just like seeing again, the musicianship and like how it all goes down. And I just gained so much respect for music in general that I was like, I can do this. I want to do this. And Sheldon actually threw me in front of the microphone because he knew I loved to sing. And we recorded if I die young, Um, like I did a cover of it. I, I won't show anyone now because I was so <laughs> shy and timid, but my uh, my principal at my old school, or my grade eight teacher, he would throw it up on the intercom during recess so everyone could hear it. And I was like, this is so <laughs> embarrassing, but it really, yeah, kickstarted everything for me. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where I got started, I guess. And then I had my own solo career and then met this guy and then yeah the rest is kind of history so from there <laughs> awesome awesome like you would think hearing you sang that you sang from an, an early age right you kind of i would have guessed that oh she's been singing like since she's young and um yeah oh, yeah so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah uh, it was definitely shy like i knew i loved it but i was more like the the shower singer it wasn't yeah. like I wasn't performing for people, so. Well, I'm glad you finally came out of the closet. <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah. So how, how do you guys meet? How did that come about? It was a, well, we were kind of flirting through Instagram a little bit. Uh-huh. And we were both artists and, um, yeah, just said, hey, let's let's get together for a song, right? Um, and I think it was her who it said was that. Him. It was but him. But she thinks it was me. But <laughs> I can't, find, I can't find the conversation. But uh, she was kind of in the area, so she came to my place after a band practice or something. And um, yeah, we wrote a song that was not very good because our minds weren't really into it. So uh, yeah, we were, I don't know, I was shy. I was definitely shy. She was pretty but, shy. But um yeah, that's kind of how we met, and we just, I don't know, like, just started hanging out, and it just, it just, we fell in love. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like, 
he started, you know, backing me up because I loved his voice. So I was like, come play guitar and sing backup vocals for me. And then when you had, like, we just started playing acoustic shows together. And yeah. it was like Danielle Marie featuring Jordan Aaron or Jordan Aaron featuring Danielle Marie. And then, I don't we know. We the Vermillion Fair as Jordan and Danielle. Yeah. It was yeah. like co-shows together. And it was like, why so don't we just... it was pretty just... much a duo, but yeah. we just weren't calling it. We were... We were totally reluctant, and uh, and then we just finally did it. And a Gave lot of people in. just kind of expected it. Like a lot of our friends and family were like, "Yeah, finally! Like, of course it was gonna happen." <laughs> so um, yeah, it's been over a year now. Of um, cross parallel. Yeah, of cross parallel. Before that, it was. We, could, we were thinking of it for a while, like six months or a year. It was a like year. a year. We had a group chat going with Aaron. Trying to and... figure out a name. Yeah. yeah, with my dad and like, yeah, I had tons tons of ideas for such a long time. It's hard to come up with a, a name that you are sold on. I'm, I'm sure sometimes it's like immediate, but this one took it forever. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah, and but, I think one of those things where it seems like it's so important at the time uh, yeah. But then later, it's like if you look at different names of different companies, say Nike, uh, like, you know, you think of that name, it's like, oh, that's the perfect name for shoes, right? Or whatever. And yeah. it really isn't. It just it just sticks with whatever. And uh, I think once it becomes popular, or as long as it's not something that's hard to remember or um, difficult to say or something like that, then um, mm -hmm. after a while, it's... Um, it's almost like a song order on a CD too. And you, I used to work so hard on making sure you pick the right order and the song's got to follow the song. And after a while, a couple of years later, you're thinking, I have no idea why I put that song after this. <laughs> you, know, yeah. it's, you know, it's just, that's the way it is. Yeah. And that's like me. I'm like a technical thinker when I see some people like, no, this is the way it's got to go. They just know it's like, I'm jealous of that. I wish I could just be that decisive. <laughs> I've tried, I've tried recently to be just decisive and just do things and not think too much, but, but um, I, I think it was good that we put thought into yeah. the name because it does like have a cool meaning to it was, us. And it was the first big step, a big commitment. And like, you know, it felt like a uh, pretty big, felt like we were birthing a child. Yeah. It was, like, <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was like, that long, was it? Yeah. yeah. Imagine when we name our when we if we have a child one day. Oh, we'll take God. a year to name. <laughs> so so is there meaning what's the meaning behind the, the name then? So basically we crossed paths and it was like totally unexpected. Like I had my career from two different completely opposite yeah. ends. We were pretty different. We were very past. yin and yang, so it was just like this clash and we, it wasn't planned, like it was out of nowhere. And then now everything we do is like just parallel. Everything we do, it, we do it together and we're always on the same page. So this is like cross, cross. Parallel. And then it goes, okay. <laughs> That's we awesome. had a, that might be a, actually it's kind of in our logo. We yeah. have like a cross and then and my, cross and then parallel. My dad's like has this dream where we're going to like sell out arenas one day and the crowd's just going to like be like doing this, standing oh, yeah. out there. No, he's he's got it all figured out. <laughs> is there going to be concerts in the future? Do we think? I don't know. Is that coming yeah. back? Well, I hope we, so. We actually, yeah, it's announced today or yesterday. Um, we actually have some real live shows <laughs> happening. 
and it's going to be you know socially di- socially social distanced uh, dinners. So like people at tables, and um, it's going to be in Nanaimo. Yeah, and it's August fourteenth and fifteenth. Yeah, tickets are going to go on sale soon. Um, but that's it's so exciting to have like a show in front, like for a, a crowd, crowd come there to see you. Like that's super exciting this year. Like we had some really big, you know, big things coming this year. This was going to be a good one for mm-hmm. you know big shows for us. So you know, hopefully they're. I think they're being pushed next year, and um, you know, for right now it's such a everything's up in the air like hopefully next year is somewhat back to normal but um it is good and really encouraging to have some shows lined up and um getting there right like yeah you guys are a little bit further ahead than we are here in ontario Um, yeah and you know fortunate for you guys we still you know toronto's still a bit of a hot zone i mean it's not out of control or anything but um it's still not at the point where they're allowing many people into, um, yeah. you know, and, and the gigs are really, there's been a couple drive-in gigs, um, you know, a couple, there was a couple this past weekend, a couple outdoor little shows or, you know, you can, you can have a hundred people outdoors, 50 people indoors. That's the limit here now. Um, yeah, I think it's about the both. same there. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure like, with the capacities allowing, right? But um, yeah, it's uh, so maybe there'll maybe you know there'll be stuff there too. But we're just you know we're grateful, grateful to have something. And you know, coming from Edmonton too, it's like even just things are different everywhere. It's like yeah, we drive to Edmonton and they treat it a little differently. And honestly, it's you know everybody's just gotta you know bear down and do their parts and and. Uh, by wearing masks and whatever you follow know. the rules yeah <laughs> well but, uh, if everyone would get on board i think it would clear up much quicker um, totally. but you can't you know you can't make everybody do uh yeah. every you know the right thing uh and not what we think is right someone else doesn't think is right so i don't know how yeah. you fix that issue or that problem um we're just gonna have to wait and 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 get through it and i mean i always look at this i mean it it's a terrible situation. It's it's probably the worst for people like us in, in the music industry. I know I hear on the, all the time on the radio they're saying, you know, the, well, the worst hit industry, the restaurant industry. And I said, yeah, I feel bad for them, and they've been hit pretty hard. But they're open. Um, at least they they can do something. Um, you know, a huge majority of us can't really do anything. Um, so that that's that's the tough part but i look at it you have to look at it a bit of it as a gift right we've been given this time to do something that we normally don't have a chance to do whether it's write more songs record more stuff learn some more stuff work on social media do more planning and all those things you really don't have time for we have this little gift of being able to oh let's catch up on all this other stuff that we haven't been doing and uh, yeah yeah so yeah, I feel for people, especially in your position where you're you're ramping up, right? And things are going, and it feels good, and and you know this is going to be a good year, maybe a stepping stone year, or, uh, and then it just kind of halts. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's got to be frustrating. How's it? 
how's it been mentally uh, on your end? Um, I mean, we were really excited. Uh, main stage at Sunfest has been a big goal for me for the past few years. So we got that this summer. And so that was hard to, you know, not be playing that. And the band was all excited. But I think what you mentioned, like we have come up with some pretty amazing stuff creatively that we just, I don't know if we were in the space before, but it just, it forced us to really like be creative and make new music. And like now we're, you know, working towards an album that I don't know if we would have really been this going with it before. So it's, and for him too, with your producing, like he's grown so much just as a producer because he's literally on his laptop all day working, like working on stuff and messing around. So it's given us that space too, to be able to be better at making our own music, which is, I think, yeah. a great asset. Yeah. And I think we're lucky in that way that we've, um, you know, we've been kind of building this small, but, you know, good home studio um, for the past year or two. And, and uh, so it was pretty much like, where I'd want it to be. And luckily we had that through all this and we've been able to work on stuff. And, um, and then, yeah, like, like you said, it's kind of forced us to, to do the writing, um, do the planning and the recording and everything. Like we wouldn't be as far as we are with that stuff if, mm-hmm. if it was a normal year, because so much time goes into like, for us, it's like, a day thing, you know, when we have a show at night. Oh yeah. Or, you know, (laughs) you know what it's like, it's, you know, you have to plan your day around it. And, um, and so for busy years, yeah, it's like you, you kind of like summer equals music. Like that's, that's what it is. Like the fact that, and two, just like being able to spend some, like I haven't been able to go camping and I grew up camping like every weekend when I was younger and like, we're getting to go camping this summer, which is kind of cool because normally we don't we don't yeah, get to do that. You know, so. like that's usually uh, where my family's camping on August long weekend, and that's like the busiest weekend. Yeah, for, it's like we festivals. can't do that. Yeah. So it's hard to commit to to that when uh, something could come up. But so we are lucky, but we are also like, you know, there's a lot of positives. I think that. Um, we can take from it and I do think we're lucky but um, but we're trying to look on the bright side too yeah. so <laughs> yeah I mean that's all you can do and you can't get too down on things you just kind of have to say this is the way it is and um, yeah. let's make the best of it and, and and go full steam ahead I think for those who've really thought of it as a negative thing and really just kind of stopped that's been not great and I know a few people like that, and I'm sure you do too. But um, yeah, I think it's the people who have really strong drive um, are pulling through and, and doing stuff. And that's what you need in this industry anyways. You need to have that. You need to work all the time. And people think that you just go out and do a show and you've got the rest of the time off and, and you just kind of hang out and wait till your next show. And and, and yeah. a lot of people have no idea that it's the hours and hours and hours and hours of stuff of work just to get to that hour or two of being on stage. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, we're trying to keep busy and I think that's the most important thing is keep busy and keep be improving. resourceful and 
you know, keep your mind in a positive space and yep. be grateful for what we have too, right? Yeah. And lucky that you guys have each other too. Um, that, yeah, no, you know, no. that helps a lot. And, you know, if someone's down, the other one usually is there to, you know, totally. help pull things along. So, so what, what is it like now as a couple of young people in the music industry trying to, to make it? What's, what do you find the toughest battle is now um, in trying to be successful in the music industry? Well, I, I guess I've, you know, getting to see my dad do it um, when I was young, but, you know, like I know things have changed so much since since then, since like, you know, the 2000s. Um, the whole route is like the road to success is different. And with the streaming services, um, just the internet has changed so much. Um, so we're, we've just, you know, we're trying to be smart and kind of have a bit of a, you know, not a business mind, but like a management mind. Like we need to know uh, what we need to be spending our time on. And uh, it can't all just be performance for us these days. You know, you can't just go get a manager like that easily. And, and you uh, like, no matter what, like ask any entrepreneur of any kind, you kind of have to always be in control of what you do and mm -hmm. your, you know, your assets. So um, I think, I think that's what I've learned. And, you know, my dad's always taught me like, know, know everything like this is, and, and, you know, he's, he's taught me from his mistakes as well. So I've just tried to always um, like know everything that's going on and, and know everything that we could be doing that that can advance us so mm -hmm. and I think for myself um like I went through a big phase in my own my solo career where I kind of got I don't know not I guess uninspired like I I had my voice and I had what I wanted to say and it was maybe not what was on the radio or what was popular but it was like my voice and yeah. so for me um I kind of almost lost myself for a little bit there. And I feel like, again, with the blessing of this year, I've, I feel like I found my voice again. And as an independent artist, just like trusting who you are as an artist and not trying to conform to the sound or like, you know, what's going on around you and just really stick to your guns and be different. Like it's, it's okay to be different. Like that's what makes you an artist. And so for me, that's, that's probably the hardest thing. And one thing I, I like, I think that hasn't changed is uh, like anyone trying to make any kind of career in music is like, is probably like being an entrepreneur where you can't give up, right? Totally you can't, is, yeah. you have to like stick it out through tough times because there's plenty of times that you can give up. Um, so I think that's always been the same. Um, you know, it's easy to look back at like the good old days, but you know, a lot of bands forever have they, they've had to work their ass off to get yeah. where they were. I don't think looking back there, I mean, there never was really the good old days. It was, it was just what you had to work with at the time, and mm -hmm. and it's the mm -hmm. one those people who worked uh, really really hard are those the ones that really 
really made it. And you look at some of this, these documentaries that you can get oh, now, yeah. it's great. And you look at some of these people's careers and it's like, some people got famous quick, um, seemed to happen quick, but most of them, man, it was just dog sledding the hours. It's just over and over again. You just, it's, it gets inspired to see how you think you worked a lot and then you see somebody else and think, God, I'm not doing anything. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it just, it's really a work ethic. And it's interesting. You mentioned too, uh, Jordan about, you know, manager and all that stuff. And, and I think back in the day you had a manager cause that's the person who had the contacts or could reach this particular person at the record company or, or get in touch with this venue to get a show or whatever, whatever it was. But now it's so easy to reach out. You just pop online and go to someone's Instagram account and, and reach out to them and see uh, yourself where you can make contact and you don't really need that person to make that happen. Um, yeah. I mean, it, sometimes it's good to have that middle person, but uh, man, it's amazing what, uh, what contacts, uh, contacts you can make uh, just yeah. reaching out and saying hello. That's, and that's one thing, you know, there's, uh, I guess there's negatives about, you know, there's been so much change, but there's negatives, but there's positives like that, like, you know, and then how easy it is to get your music up. Look at Izzy's career. Yeah, we, we have a good friend, um, actually, um, the lead singer of Favor Drive, Dave Favor. His son is Pao Fu, and he's really well known now. Um, he had this song that blew up on TikTok and actually, like, worked his butt off for, oh, yeah. for a couple of years, and he's super talented. And... Uh, just hustled online with like SoundCloud and um, Instagram and messaging people, messaging people, reaching out and, you know, trying to get promotion, trying to get people all over the world to listen to his music. And now he's blowing up like crazy. Like we hear him on the radio all the time. Um, he's got like over 500 million streams on that song. Wow. And it's on yeah. Spotify. Yeah. And uh, so it's just insane. Like it's super encouraging because you know that's one of those positives to what it's like now you know you can put your stuff out easily you can do it all yourself he literally has done it all himself he even you know like uses logic and just he did he he like mastered it himself he did everything <laughs> yeah. except for the which you know like the beat he got on on the internet and there's ways to do that now it's just like it's crazy he could just in his bedroom yeah, just build this huge business, which he's just doing it out of love, and I think that's that's one of the most important things is in any anything you do in life, like do it because yeah. you love it. So I think that's really encouraging. Yeah, and I guess on the other side of things is that that is now competition because there's so many people who can sit in their bedroom and make something happen. Um, yeah, you don't have to go to a big studio. Um, all those things, you know, you don't need a PR team, uh, all that mm -hmm. stuff. You can just sit there and throw stuff out yourself. You can, if you're snappy and good on the computer, then you can get a lot done. And it, it blows my mind, really. It just, yeah. even for myself, just doing stuff and, and trying to keep up on a regular basis with things. And like, I can't believe how much I can actually get done on my own. <laughs> this yeah. is awesome. Yeah, no doubt. It's, it's like, crazy. you know, you don't, you definitely don't run out of stuff to do because <laughs> there's always something we could be doing so yeah and i always 
you know, my model is always, if you're going to do something, make sure it's to the best of your ability. Um, and that's what I always strive for. Even if you don't get something done that you wanted to, as long as what you got done, you, you can look at it and kind of go, yeah, that's, I put my very best into that. Um, and then, I, you know, you see, we all see on the internet, a lot of people don't do that um, and mm -hmm. are trying real hard. And you look at things thinking, oh gosh, I just, I want to take this person aside for like three minutes and say, hey, you should maybe, you know, fix this or do this a little better. Or, you know, are you really doing a hundred percent? And, or are you just throwing things out there and hoping something will happen? But it's the ones who you see that, that really put that extra effort in uh, yeah. are the ones that really succeed. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good motto. My dad always says, do the extra. So it's mm -hmm. very much the same. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty, it's, you know, in reaching out, it was pretty funny this week. I was looking at different guests I was going to have on the podcast and, and, uh, a week or two ago, I reached out to, uh, I'm not sure if you remember him, Bob Eubanks he used to, um, host the newlywed game, um, in the sixties and seventies age, it's a huge oh, game show. Yeah. yeah. And he also was a huge promoter in music he managed Merle Haggard's career for 10 years and Dolly Parton uh, he brought the Beatles into the Hollywood Bowl for two years and did promoted them at the Dodger Stadium and there's this massive music career so wow. I said wouldn't it be really cool to to talk to him and so I just shoved out some emails to everyone on his web page just you know agent publicist all that stuff and and nothing and then I just got this email and it just came up, Bob. <laughs> it was like, oh, who's that? It was Bob Eubanks. He said, hey, give me a call. And he just gave me a cell phone number. So wow. I just gave him a call and, and uh, uh, last week, and we chatted. And then I said, you know, we'd love to do a podcast. So, oh, yeah, you can see him. I could hear him taking out. He's 83 now. I could hear him taking out his binder and looking through. And, and I was like, yeah, Monday morning, I could do that. And so uh yesterday I, yeah i did the podcast with bob eubanks and it was it was so weird i was just listening to him on i usually don't get weirded out by talking to famous people or meeting famous people but there was something about hearing his voice and he's got that real deep dj voice from from years ago and it was pretty awesome but it was just a it was just a couple of emails and that was it it was done um wow. so yeah you never you never know until you try too that's what i always uh look at too. Oh, yeah and the worst someone could say to you is no so like it's worth putting yourself out there oh, yeah, and yeah the, what being you an advocate for yourself yeah yeah and i'm always the one the people i i hear no's from are always the ones that i think would be the easiest and people to get or either as a guest or work for you think oh there'd be no problem getting this person they're the ones that say no and then you stretch out to the the people that you think there's no way they would do it. And they're always the ones that say, yeah, no problem. Um, it's weird, but uh, you just go for it. Yeah, you just never know. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you guys hoping in kind of in the game plan in the future? What, what are you, uh, do you guys look five years down the road or 10 years down the road? And do you have a spot where you want to be? Yeah, well, we were actually really close to starting that five-year plan that we have envisioned for ourselves, which is, it's going to sound crazy, but <laughs> our goal is to either sell or rent out my place, our place, and 
buy an RV and have the back of the RV as a studio mm-hmm. and tour around, record our music, play shows, move to Nashville for four months out of the year, write with our favorite writers down there and just play music. Like yeah. that's, that's sounds our crazy, dream. but, but honestly, like, you know, we, people say we're crazy, <laughs> but, but we're like, you know what, we know this is what we can do it and we would love it. And because we're, we're in Edmonton a lot already, you know, like visiting her family a lot, um, probably at least four times a year on normal years. Um, and then, yeah, like COVID kind of, we were literally about to do this. It was, and, it was going to happen. And, uh, <laughs> COVID, you know, shutting the borders down. Obviously, you know, we did, we weren't going to go to Nashville. Um, and I think it was exciting for me because that's been a big goal and dream of mine since I moved out on my own when I was 18 to Vancouver to pursue music. It was like, I'm going to stay here and then I'm going to move to Nashville like as soon as possible. And I don't know why we haven't done it sooner, but this just felt so right. And you know, when everything just feels like it's aligning and yeah. yeah so. so that's still a big part of our plan. And um, yeah, I'd say we're still looking to do that like as soon as possible, but. Um, and we want to have our record out by fall is our, is our yeah. goal to have our record up by fall and like long term I think obviously we all have I mean as musicians our dream would be to you know be playing massive massive crowds of people with their phones up and all that stuff but as long as I think we are playing music and you know playing to people and it can be our life then I'm I'm and having fun doing it I think is like you know the reason we got it in the first in the first place and uh we don't want to lose the love for it so we're just gonna keep you know making stuff we love and and i'm really excited like really really excited to show people what what we're working on right now like it's it's different it's we like we like to surprise people but it's like you know stuff we love so um it's no surprise to us yeah and yeah you know it it's exciting just uh we're really we'll be releasing some some stuff very soon and the album yeah we're working for fall awesome that's really i think the the whole motorhome type situation with the studio in it i think that's awesome um thank you (laughs) yeah i think that's really smart um and as a pr thing i think that's really cool as well um and and why not just travel to to places and people you want to meet and and collaborate with and and work with and just go right to them and have a spot to do it and actually I, I just saw a guy online I said see if I can find it um, I'll send it to you but there's a producer in LA who's made um, he's got a motor home where he's turned into a studio and he's been driving around California recording. Uh, different people he just drives up sometimes he just drives up to their house plugs mm-hmm. in and records um and during this time it's been great because people aren't going anywhere and he's got a safe way of doing it too where people don't have to make contact with him or be too close and um yeah, yeah and, uh, super smart and i think it's why not right 
Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's, no. That's our five-year plan. Maybe in five years we'll be like, okay, time to get back to like one place. But I think, yeah. I don't know, it just gives us that freedom to go to Nashville right there, maybe go to LA for a couple months right there. Like we're not stuck in one spot and yeah. we have our home with us wherever we go. So. And as far as our home studio set up, it's a very small room it's in right now. You know, it's like we can get by with a living room and a trailer. He packs up our studio with us wherever Literally we go. Literally, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah the, the essentials, you know, other than the desk, I'm packing in this box, this little box, and uh, and a laptop bag, and then just, like, a, a mic stand. Like, we're pretty, like... Mobile. Yeah, very mobile and uh, ready to go. Like, so we had just brought that to Edmonton, like, did some BG vocals, and... Um, yeah, we're pretty much like ready to go whenever, wherever. So whenever, like, whenever COVID allows us to, to so, go. Yeah, yeah, to have like the the trailer, just to have it set up wherever we go would be sweet. That'd be that's like the dream, right? So yeah, I mean, go for it. I mean, it's it will happen sooner than later, and um, I think things will open up. You know, at the beginning of the year, and um, we're gonna yeah. be we're good to go, and especially in that situation where you can you can stay safe within your own bubble there anyways. Um, yeah. And then, you know, go where it's not the hot spots, right? <laughs> it's going to, we're yeah. not, not going to Texas for a while. So. Cools <laughs> <laughs> down there. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for your support because. Yeah. That's know, cool. It always means, means a lot to hear that. Yeah. I, I, I'm really excited for you guys and, and I love seeing new, new groups and and young people really going at it and, and working hard and who have really great talent um i appreciate what you guys do and uh i hope you uh, are very successful now people if want to follow you um on the socials what's the best way to see your material and hear you and contact you well we're kind of on everything but i would say we're most active on instagram mm -hmm. so that would probably be if somebody wanted to reach out to us to collaborate or whatever instagram i think would be the best place We're to reach us at cross parallel on and everything pretty much yeah um facebook. yeah cross parallel on facebook um and twitter those are pretty much our main we don't really do tiktok <laughs> we need we to get should. into tiktok but <laughs> we just haven't yet we're not have all the time i don't know if it's going to be around for the much that much longer i bet you i bet you it's going to get shut down i'm pretty sure it's going to yeah. I heard some things because it's kind of, there's some crazy stuff on there. I yeah. don't know. It's not very censored, but um, yeah, Instagram is the best place. And then, yeah, Instagram we're on and Facebook. And then we have Twitter as well. Apple Music, Spotify, everyone, yeah, all the streaming services. Probably wherever you can find it. Um, maybe one day we'll get hard copy CDs because <laughs> <laughs> we have a way to do it, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and vinyl. You got to get vinyl someday. Yes. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Danielle has some vinyl cover stuff. I do. I did. I uh, did a cover of Santa Baby for Christmas one year, nice. and it was like really vintage, old sounding, and so we had to we had to do it. <laughs> awesome. I won't show you my vintage uh, vinyl. <laughs> it's pretty sad looking. It's definitely those. You know, does it? Is he playing a polka band? You know, type of picture in the front. <laughs> Hey, it probably sounds pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, so this is a question I usually like to wrap up on. And, and it was interesting because when I asked Bob Eubanks yesterday, um, 
his answer is interesting, but most artists I ask, uh, do you have a favorite spot out there that you think you'd always want to perform, like a venue that say this is the one place I really want to play? Yeah, um, I guess it's like BC Place, but that's the the local stadium. But um, uh, some there's some legendary, you know, like if I were to stay anywhere, Wembley. Well, yeah, we can go at the huge stage. That's mine, Wembley. That's mine. Like that's I would die. Yeah, that would be pretty <laughs> nuts. But uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of little places too. Um, that uh, when he said big, I'm thinking yeah. When like you're thinking big, big. yeah. Well, any place it could be anywhere, really. Um, I think after the Garth show to, or the Garth documentary that we watched too, mm-hmm. like I, you know, you always have your spots that you want to play. But after that, seeing him yeah, completely the- sell out Central Park, that was pretty cool too. So. I would say that would probably be the biggest on the list. Yeah. Oh yeah, we can do it. We'll give we'll, ourselves we'll some there. time. <laughs> yeah, just just pull up at the trailer and open up the back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. How easy will that be? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, stick with me for a minute, but after we wrap up, but um, it was a pleasure having you uh, on the Stonehouse sessions. You did a killer job, as I mentioned. If you haven't had a chance to see that, you can see that on my Facebook page and on my YouTube page. Um, and I'll link that in the show notes, uh, for this podcast, uh, and I appreciate you doing that. And it's been fun getting to know you guys and I really wish you, uh, all the best of luck and, and I have a good feeling about you guys. You're going to do well. Oh, thank you. This was awesome. I, I love this podcast. (laughs) Me too. I like it too. All right. Well, thanks again and stick around here and, uh, good luck. We'll see you real soon. Appreciate it. Thank Thank you. you.